Are you ready for retirement? Do you feel comfortable about your years of retirement? Many women don't feel ready or have some questions that need to be answered. Welcome to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement with Maria Lucasen. We've got some amazing guests and terrific ideas to make sure you are preparing and enjoying retirement. Now, here's your host, Maria Lucasen. Hello, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this morning's show of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. It's a a show from the Empowerment Channel of Voice America, and it's my great pleasure to present this series of shows that will help you with your next chapter in life. So my name is Maria Lukasen, and I am excited to do this for you. It's a show for unique women who dream to retire soon, blissfully. If this is what you are dreaming about, you are at the right place. You can still be working, but if you are contemplating early retirement or involuntary retirement, now, because of the situation with COVID-19, you need to be listening. We feature guest experts on many topics, and today I am welcoming our special guest, Judy Lager. Hey, Judy, how are you doing? I'm great this morning, Maria. How are you? I am excellent too. I'm excited about our topic today, which is about fitness and staying healthy. And that's my top value, actually, that I have. I want to be healthy because it gives me so much more possibilities and joy in life. Uh, Okay, my goal is to turn 100 plus some years. So you need to be healthy to do that. Uh, So let me introduce our speaker first before we start talking some questions, answering some questions and things. Judy Lager is a personal trainer with 16 plus years in the fitness industry. She teaches group fitness classes at several locations, as well as she works with people individually in studio, at home and online. Along her journey, Judy has mentored multiple people as they transition from participant to instructor and hope that in some small way, she helped inspire them. Personal training was added because she realized that she wanted more in-depth knowledge in order to help her clients further. So being inside the big, big box gym, she realized that something was missing. So trainings are 40 plus were lacking, and yet so many clients were 40 plus. And here's where I'm gonna finish this part because she will explain us that in a minute, how that all came, that she became um, a fitness trainer. Her goals are to move people, let people move easily and without pain. So they can be lifting weights or having the energy to travel. Judy's goal with each person is to create a plan that is based on them and then adapting so that each person, no matter where they are, can feel and be successful in the exercise journey. Yes, Judy, I I mentioned already a little bit about how uh, you got to what you're doing right now, but can you tell us a little bit more about your background and how did you get into teaching? Absolutely. Um, well, let's see, my journey back, I had always been active in when I was younger. Um, I was involved in sports, so I was the tomboy throughout high school when sports wasn't really as popular for girls at that point, um, but it was something I've always enjoyed. And I was in an I was in retail for many years, so that kept me moving. And as I was going through it, um, but once I had my daughter, and I had her later in life, so I was I was an older parent to start off with. Is yeah. um, I knew that I wanted to be able to keep up with her, and as, after she was born, I transitioned into more of an office setting so that I had more regular hours. And I realized that just sitting at a desk all day versus moving around wasn't really helping. I, you know, most of us realized that things started going in places you didn't like. So what I 
um, they opened up a gym actually near us. And that's where I started back onto my fitness journey personally. Yeah. Um, got introduced to a particular class, which is called Body Pump. And it's a weight training class to, that's set to music and you're using the barbells, which I always enjoyed doing. And yeah. once um, when the training became available in our area, I decided to take it and transition over. Um, and part of that was was also personal. It's like, yes, I want I wanted to be able to do something like that, and I had never done it. But it was also for me to maintain my consistency. So as I'm, you know, because when you're teaching a class, you can't just say, "Oh, I don't feel like showing up today." No, you have to be there. <laughs> yeah, because you are on the plan. People are waiting for you to it's come. Like you're not starting until I get there. <laughs> Yes, exactly. You, you you don't have a choice. <laughs> it's a, it's a good way of getting yourself to do certain things. I I have a, a training once a week with a trainer just to make sure that I go at least once a week in the middle of the week and not just on uh, on the weekend, so that I get an extra time in when I do. Uh, gym training. That's my trick together. Yeah, you need to have <laughs> a reason to go. That's good. I like that. So, you know, and, and especially for women in particular, I think when we're first, especially when we're first starting off and even afterwards, I mean, I think women in general like to, we work well in groups. I think we, it's, it energizes us. So, you know, versus working, just working out on the equipment by themselves. Cause I, you know, I found that it's like, I'd get up on the treadmill, you know, I'd set it for 20 minutes and like five minutes later, it's like, okay, I'm bored. Right. Whereas yes. The, you know, <laughs> the, class, the class keeps you moving. The instructor keeps you going and you've got these other people around you. So when they say like five more, it's like, okay, I can do five more. You know, when you're ready to go. <gasps> it stimulates. Uh, it definitely stimulates if you see others who can do what you do sometimes uh, better, sometimes a little bit less. It's definitely something I enjoy in, in the group classes to, to be with other women and um, just to, yeah, to be together and, and do something for yourself. The training, um, no matter what it is, if it's a yoga class or that it is an aerobic class. When you're with multiple people, it becomes much more enjoyable to be active, to exercise. So can you tell us and the audience, the listeners, a little bit what is the impact of physical exercising on healthy aging, especially for women when, say, when we are over 50 years old? What, what are some what is the impact? Why would we, we, should we do it? Well, as we, as most of us realize that you know, have gone through, it's like once we start hitting 50 and for some women, it's even earlier than that, you know, we're starting the stages of perimenopause and, and heading into, um, you know, full menopause. Yeah. And you know, so the, the, as the hormones deplete, of course, that impacts our bodies in certain ways. And, you know, that's usually around the time um, we start losing m more muscle mass at a, at a more rapid rate. And so that's where osteoporosis can start to come in or osteopenia can come in. And strength, you know, in particular, strength-bearing exercises, any type of weight-bearing exercise, and it can be body weight as well, uh, or, you know, using, you know, whether it's equipment or free weights, um, the strength training helps with maintaining and improving your muscle density around, you know, and the, that muscle, the stronger it gets also, yes, it helps your bones stay denser, but the muscles also wrap around those bones and support them as well. So there's less chance of, if you were to fall to break something, which makes a difference. Um, and if it's important, I think it feels important if you feel like you're stronger physically, you know, when some of life's challenges come up, because we do know those like to pop up sometimes all at once. Um, emotionally, I think we can handle, emotionally and mentally, we can handle those things better because we feel stronger physically. And I think that transitions over into both our men mental health as well as our emotional health. And that can, you know, same with, you know, cardio, cardio exercising, whether it's a Zumba class where you're dancing or cycling classes, or just, you know, again, something where you're getting the heart rate up, keeping that heart rate stronger. You know, as we get older, maybe the pace changes somewhat. It depends mm -hmm. on where you, 
where you are in your journey. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be quite as intense, but we do want to get that heart rate elevated because that's going to get the blood pumping, which helps with the circulation as well. And just overall feeling better from a physical standpoint, because the heart is able to actually do something like that, which is when we know the heart also has to deal with you know stress on a regular level. And there is good stress and there is bad stress, but the more good stress we have to strengthen it gives it the ability to be able to stay strong when the stress is um, not as positive. How's that? That sounds really good. That's really um, nice to hear that when you exercise, you're building your uh, your stress muscle in a way, in a good way, so that when the bad stress comes along, you are better prepared to react to it. I like that way how you describe that for as an, a, a benefit for being active, of doing physical activities, exercising, uh, just uh, move your your body in and it can be in something gentle like yoga or it can be something much more exciting maybe uh, as the zumba class what you mentioned yes so um i just wanted to ask does um, having a, a good fitness routine also your mental mental fitness but um there's a many people that have, say, um, dementia or the onset of Alzheimer, would it help them too if they, uh, is it something that can not prevent it, but maybe um, delay it a little bit? Uh, if you stay fit, uh, is that, uh, do you know anything about that? How, uh, is there a correlation there too? There most definitely is. Um, there is getting more and more research showing that um, the brain health and there's different exercises that you can do with that. And some of it is some of it is physical, some of it is mental because you're you're focusing. And it can be as simple as you know popping a balloon back and forth to somebody else, you know, and like hitting left hand, right hand, um, because it's forcing that brain to continue to think and move. Um, Physical, same thing with a fit, you know, especially say in a class setting, but even in, you know, working with a trainer, you know, you know, with working from a, with a trainer that they like to switch things up so that you're not doing the same thing all the time. One, because the body starts to adapt, but two, that makes the brain think about it again. So that constant challenging of the brain muscle with the body muscles, you know, can help with offsetting that particular, um, you know, with Alzheimer's and dementia, it can slow, it can slow it down. Um, we have people that are, you know, can be very, very sharp as, as we've seen, you know, that are 80, that are 90, um, because they've, 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 you know, they've stayed alert. They've, you know, kept, you know, kept up with reading, reading continually and just constantly learning things. And I think when we stop doing those yeah, you know, when they're not working that brain muscle, it deteriorates just as anything else does. Exactly. I think that indeed by being active, by having to use all your body parts at a certain time and um, make sure that they do what you want to do. But they're all classes where there is music, where you need to do steps, where you have arm movements. And if you can do that all in a certain way, in a certain pattern, that keeps your brain stimulated, I think. And that's probably a good thing to do if you have um, uh, um, in your family parents maybe now who have dementia or Alzheimer. So it might be something that you could worry about when you get older. And this could be something that can help you to maintain your, um, your agility much longer and, and be also not uh, prone to having all the other side effects of having one of those diseases. So um, what can you suggest to people, how can you stay motivated to do exercises on a regular basis? Because that is what you need to really do. So what is regularly? 
one of the usually one of the first things I tell anybody, whether it's someone that has come to my class or come you know, with with wanting to work work with me and you know individually, um, but it, is that find something you enjoy doing first. Like yeah. if you're if you're walking into you know you joined a, a gym and they've got you know different classes or whatever, try try everything that looks interesting and maybe even something that you're not sure about because. You sometimes you'll, you'll surprise yourself and all of a sudden you realize that, oh, I really like that. I think enjoying something first and foremost is going to, then you'll look forward to going to it versus looking at it going, oh, I have to go exercise. Instead of going, oh, cool, I get to go, um, you know, I get to go do what um, pound. Pound is, a, pound is a class where it's a cardio class, but you get to, you're using drumsticks and you're, and you're hitting, hitting like a mat on the ground. So, uh-huh. you know, you feel like, you feel like you're a drummer. Um, I haven't taken it. I've watched it. I, they have a blast with it. But, you know, something like that. It's like, okay, you know, I look forward to going to pound class. Great. You know, you're doing something. And yeah. it just, a lot of times it evolves from there. It's like, you know, you find one thing. It's like, oh, I think I want to, I would think I want to add, you know, add or try something else. And it, it sort of evolves from that stamp, standpoint and just finding it. Getting out and walking. If you enjoy walking and getting out, especially out into nature, you know, this time of year in particular, the weather's nice enough. Um, get out and walk. You know, go and go enjoy that. So, um, you know, the other one is is you know, with a class. It's like okay, it's making sure you have it on your schedule. You know, plan it. You know, put it on your calendar. You know, you make appointments to go to the doctors. You make appointments to go get your hair done or your nails done or or whatever that might be. Make an appointment for yourself to go to exercise, whatever that happens to be. And, you know, what you originally planned to do, your body may not feel like it that day. I mean, as we know, it, it, it adjusts sometimes from day to day or the wet with the weather. But if you've already scheduled something, maybe you don't feel like doing pound, but maybe a gentle yoga class would be a better alternative for that day. And it still gives you something to do and still gives you that movement that you need and you're honoring how your body is feeling on that particular day. Yes. And there are so many different things you really can do, isn't it? So when you are talking with some of the women in either in your group class or um, and, and in a one-on-one training, um, what do you say is the minimum of training or exercise that a person should do to stay healthy. People might worry that I have to do this every day, every day, half an hour or an hour. And that seems like a lot of time. So um, what is, what do you suggest is a good average? I would say good average if you could, if, if somebody can designate 30 minutes, three times a week, and maybe each it could be each time doing something a little different or you know, swapping it out. Maybe two days where you're doing something that has more strength training. And then the third time, it's either an aerobic cardio, which you could also incorporate that with your strength training and or say like a yoga class so that you can you know, feel a little more flexible and, and you know, stretch out some. So because we want to have that balance. Um, I think that's I think that's a good balance. I think that that's 30 minutes, three times a week, because you can scatter it over the seven days. So it's not, you're not having to do something every day and you can, it's that a 30 minute block is easy to, to squish in during the week. And you're not feeling like you're, you're, you're losing out half a day because you decided that you know you needed to exercise or go to the gym or, or something. It's like, but if 30, you have something that you can do for, for 30 minutes, most people can do something for 30 minutes. Yeah, 30 minutes, I think, is, is, a, is a reasonable time. I, I often use that time frame, too, if I decide uh, if it's worthwhile going, first of all. Sometimes for 10 minutes, then you think, oh, it's only 10 minutes. Uh, but 10 minutes can be still more as nothing, you know. So if, if it's only that you can go for 10 minutes walk or lift weights, if you have them at home, you just need to be a little bit creative there if you didn't have them. But um, yes, t- uh, half an hour, that makes it uh, a good time frame to 
to go if you uh, want to go to a, a gym or a yoga studio or a place like like that. So beside, I'm, I'm talking now about yoga, I'm talking about Zumba. There are categories of um, exercising, of being active. I think in some cases it just, it depends on what your ability level is. Um, I think it's important to have that strength training again. Yeah, we've talked, yeah, I mentioned that earlier with, yeah, we want to maintain, you know, some, some strong muscle, especially since we tend to lose it quicker once we hit 50 and above because of losing the hormones um, yeah. and helping with, you know, also with the, you know, osteopenia or osteoporosis. But there's a lot of, you know, the body pump class that I particularly teach, and there are other, you know, classes that do this in a, you know, something in a format, but it's a combination of strength training and cardio mixed in. So you're getting both together. So like with body pump, it's like, yes, we're using the barbells, but we're using lighter weights because we do a lot of repetitions. So you're getting your heart rate up, but you're still also, you also have that resistance training. You know, there's, there's classes that we're using to re, or, and even you can do it at home using resistance bands, whether they have the handles or whether they look like a big old rubber band. And there's different sizes of those that make it can really do a, an awful lot. You know, I think resistance bands were, that was one of the things that I used a lot when, you know, when we were more stuck at home, you know, here out here in Kansas, um, you know, we're able to get out and about versus some areas, but the resistance bands were, you know, came in awful, awful handy because they, one, they don't take up a lot of room and I could do a lot of different things with them because you're actually working because of the, it being more of a rub, big rubber band, you're resisting both, you know, whether you're going up, down, side, back. So there's always some kind of resistance going on and it's an, it's easy to work with and it's adaptable to pretty much anybody. And there's an awful lot that you can do with them. Um, so I think the, that combination of having both the cardio you know, where you get the, the strength training and the cardio is good. Again, I, I think that all, you know, any type of, whether it's a, a gentle yoga class or just some, something where you're allowing your muscles to lengthen and extend because as we get older, the muscles tend to get tighter faster. Yeah. And especially if we're not moving as much, we need yeah. to have them go in the opposite direction because then as you're, as you're stretching, you're also allowing your muscles to relax. I mean, you're lengthening them, but you're allowing, you know, was, with yoga, there's a big focus in movement and breath. And that is allowing your muscles to then slowly take their time to lengthen. And that progress happens over time. But it also, you're calming the brain, releasing stress, you're, you know, and taking stress out of your muscles because you're lengthening them. So it's, and then that's a good complement to any type of, you know, pretty much any type of program, whether it's a more intense cardio to a strength training. And those are good balances. I think that, you know, because I've done both over the years and I've taught both of them. I found, okay. I think it really helped me with not getting seriously injured because I always mean, I always maintained to be able to do both of them. Right. I love it that you uh, just mentioned something that we can do from home using the, the elastic bands. If you are home and you have one of those, then uh, you can stay fit too because you can um, strengthen uh, your, your muscles by, by using the, the, the bands for stretching in, in any way. You can put them along your legs and, and tie and you can, I have one here in the house too and I have a CD and I put the CD in and I can do my, my 15 or 20 minutes in the house when it's uh, a day that I don't fancy getting in the car to go to the gym for a class or um, the regular equipment. So thank, thank you for mentioning that because some women are be able to go on a regular basis. Yeah, on, if, if it's, that you're not, it's a great way to get started because like you said, you've got a DVD. I mean, YouTube, of course, has some great videos oh, on yes. there no. showing you as well. And it, it doesn't take up a lot of space. I mean, you can roll it up and toss it underneath the couch if you want to, and it's it's all of a sudden it's gone. And then you just pull it out from under the couch, and you've got your you've got your tool to work with. 
Exactly, exactly. So yeah, you notice I'm 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 a little bit older, so I sometimes <laughs> have older tools like DVD still that I'm using uh, for certain uh, things in my life, you know. Um, but yeah, YouTube is def definitely a great resource for finding um, interesting trainings on all kinds of subjects. Yes. So I was thinking, um, you didn't mention it yet. Um, what about endurance training? Is that something that we as older women also should of, of doing while we are taking care of our physical health? And I think endurance training is, is good as well. Um, again, if you're going to get that type of endurance training, say if you're doing both a strength training and cardio at the same time, because you're, you're, you're elevating your heart rate while you're doing resistance training. Um, I have a client that I worked with whose goal was to run a marathon by the time she was 70, which is actually the end of this year. And she told me this right at her 69th birthday. Wow. So we got started with her. Um, working on just building up some of her strength and mobility. And then she's been working on that. So, you know, and even with, you know, the whole COVID thing, she's done her 5K and her half marathon, even wow. if there wasn't a, an official race, but she's been working on that. And her goal is to do the full distance of a marathon um, probably by November. Oh, excellent. Excellent. I, I must say I started running half marathons last year the first time because i had it somewhere on my um bucket list that i wanted to do that kind of thing in life so when i had a group of women who said yeah yeah i can walk a half marathon i say what walking half a marathon yeah we walk yeah. so and then i got training but i'm of course one of those people who want to run this thing so i <laughs> I did that run it great. last year and okay, it took me over three hours to, to do it. Half a marathon. So, but I did it. And in the early this year, I did a second run here in the Fort Lauderdale area where I live. And um, it was just great. I, and I, I keep running now, just shorter, this an hour or so to stay in the rhythm and, and, and keep. Um, like you mentioned already, doing something that uh, asks me to do more as just getting to my comfort level. I'm trying to stretch it uh, on a weekly basis so that my heart rate goes. I'm really um, exercising everything I have to be able to run for about an hour, it's, uh, it's about four and a half, five miles usually here in the neighborhood so that when the time comes, I can do another half marathon. But I'm not really considering doing a, a full marathon. Great for the lady when she wants to do that, uh, yeah. especially at the age of 70. It's, uh, it's an, a great, great goal to have and uh, definitely something that can motivate you and inspire you to reach for that kind of success. Excellent. I like it. I love it. And, you know, if, if, if running isn't it, cycling is another great option. You can do distance cycling. It's not as tough on the knees for those that don't feel like running is, is their thing is, you know, you getting on a bicycle and riding is, is, is a great benefit as well. Yeah. Um, that's true. Bicycling is, uh, um, easier in a way on uh, on the knees for for us but where i am right now living it's not as much it's not as much fun um as what it used to be because you need to go to places where you can uh ride really for without having to stop for every traffic light and sure uh, <laughs> if you're in the middle of the city it's a little bit different uh, here in the united states there, there are other countries where it's much easier because they're just used to having cyclists on the road so um i want to make 
it's only one break today and we're gonna go to do that right now we will be back in a few minutes to talk a little bit more with judy about how you can uh, benefit from doing fitness physical exercise in your daily life well uh, have a a nice break, and I'll see you in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all. If you understand how to take the next step in your life, Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Join host Marla Goldberg each week for Guided Spirit Conversations. This show puts you, the listener, in touch with some exciting guests. Hear how they've helped others and find out how you can help too through Marla's charity shoutouts. Are you ready to shift your current life experience? We've got tips, tools, and techniques designed to help you get started. Guided Spirit Conversations can be heard Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. To reach Maria Lucasen, her guest, or the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send to Maria at marialucasenhq.com. Now, back to Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Welcome back, ladies. I hope you enjoyed the show so far. Please um, make sure that you also uh, go to one of the podcast sites like iTunes or iHeartRadio. That's where our show is too. And if you just can leave a review, if you really liked what we were talking about today, that would be great. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can email me at Maria. <laughs> yeah, that sounds strange. Maria at Maria Lucasen, HQ. Dot com, and then I can answer your questions in the next show. So please feel free to do that. I love to hear what you think about it. And um, if there's anything that I can uh, talk about on any of the future shows. So we are back with Judy Lager to talk about fitness exercises. And I we wanted to ask her when she talks with women about exercising, how do they decide really what is the best thing for them to do? Well, again, I think the first thing is to find, you know, is if you've never done anything before, 
is to start we don't want to just jump into something if you're not comfortable with that is, is finding something that you can sort of ease into. And maybe that is just, if you don't go for a walk regularly, start to go for a walk. Or if you like to get on a bicycle, start riding the bicycle a little bit. Um, if you're wanting to get into a gym is again, a lot of them have classes is look for some, look, you know, Look for different classes that look like they might be interesting to you and try them. A lot of the time, if when you let an instructor know that this is one of your first times or you haven't exercised before, they know you're going to have to stop and take a break. They know you may want to have to scoot out of class earlier because your endurance level isn't quite there, and that's perfectly okay. So that right. it allows you to sort of build up at your own pace and you're not overdoing it to the point where either one, you're injuring yourself or two you're just wiping, taking out all of the energy and it becomes no fun. And you really want yeah. to maintain an enjoyment level while you're doing it. I'm, you know, for, for some people, exercise isn't, is, doesn't come easily for them. It doesn't come naturally for them. So finding something that you can pace yourself with, I yeah. think is key, yeah. especially in the beginning. Right. And this right. Way, so it, you, you know, as you start feeling again, as you start feeling more comfortable with doing it or working with a trainer to help you get started, if you want to be able to work out, you know, using equipment, it's like then a trainer is a great way for you to be able to they will teach you the right way to do certain exercises and they can adapt it to your abilities at that point and they can notice um, and make small corrections so that they make sh you make sure that you're doing it properly so that you won't injure yourself. And it's a wise investment exactly. is just something, you know, something that you want to continue, especially from a strength standpoint. Um, I think it's a very wise investment to do even just on a short term basis so that you really get a good feel for it. And it's something that you can always, right. you know, with most trainers, it's like you can you can come back and revisit that at a later date if you want to. It's it's all good. But, you know, staying safe and doing it, learning yeah. how to do it correctly so that you don't develop bad, a bad routine. Um, and you yeah. can get the most benefit out of the time that you're spending on your exercise. Uh, exactly. Exactly. That's uh, indeed uh, so true because you can do things on your own. Often. I mean, if you say um, lifting weights, it's lifting weights, you know, and you just, but if there's nobody watching you, you might do the movement not correctly. And then you might be hurting something in your body that you even don't realize. And then later uh, you wonder why, um, why something has happened. Uh, and if you go to uh, a class with a trainer, either one-on-one -on -one or in a group, there's, always somebody there who's watching what you are doing and who can correct it if uh, if something is not done the right way so and then, like you say you can stop it after a couple of months or half a year if you think um, you, you now know how to how to do a certain uh, exercise then you can do it of course on your own um, you just mentioned uh, yeah going back so uh, sometimes people say, okay, well, how do I handle it when I have, uh, I go on vacation? Then I'm completely out of my routine. Um, so w what would you suggest if there are breaks like that in your uh, exercise pattern? Or uh, some people even might have uh, uh, different challenges of staying fit all, uh, and at one place because they might be moving or something else happens in the life and then all of a sudden it's gone. Do you have any suggestions for the audience what they can do if they have not been training for quite some time? I, like, I, I think it's sort of as, you know, when you're first starting back, it's just sort of eased into it. You know, you if you've not been doing it for a while, for whatever reason, even, even a week's vacation, it's amazing how, you know, when you come back, your body will sit there and go, aha, you took the week off. And you will feel it for a couple of times. But what you will find is that your body will respond quicker and come back to the level that you were at when you stopped very quickly. And, you know, if you're going on vacation, maybe it's doing a different type of activity. You know, it may not be your normal routine, but 
you know, if you're going, say, someplace where you can climb hills or, you know, even part up a mountain, or if you get, you don't normally bicycle and you get a chance to, you know, to ride a bicycle. Um, you know, we talked about the resistance bands earlier too. I mean, those are something that are very simple to be able to throw into your suitcase. They don't take up a lot of space right. and it's something that you can take with you. Um, you know, it, it, I think it, you know, it will depend on the situation and then just, I would say just keep trying to, you know, with moving as much as you can, if they have a small gym down there, go down and do, you know, be able to do a little something at least. Um, so you feel like you're still moving, um, especially if it's traveling for work where, you know, you've got to sit along, you know, you're sitting in conferences or whatever is it's good to either get up in the morning or on your break or whatever, get up and move around, just move around. You know, if you're on vacation, it's enjoying a new place. And so right. look, you know, look for fun things to do in those new places. If you've, you know, if it's been, say, such as this, or, you know, we've have you had an illness or whatever, and you've had to stop for a while and we're recovery from a surgery or something like that, is then taking right. your time to ease back into it. And, exactly. you know. So, yeah, what you're saying really is um, just start slowly and, and, and look for what is available at uh, wherever you are. And like you mentioned, vacation, often the hotels have a fitness area. But also, um, there are little things that you can do um, to stay more active. By if it's just one fl flight up or down, you might walk the, the stairs instead of taking the elevator, if that is the case, because that gives you some extra exercise in a way too. Or um, if you um, are driving a car, you could park the car at the far end of the parking lot, so you have to walk a little bit further. Uh, hopefully, you're not then shopping for your weekly groceries because <laughs> then uh, you might have to push the cart to a little bit further, which could uh, maybe help in, in strength training too. But um, yeah, so there's plenty of, of things you can do, but sometimes people, uh, I think, wonder if they had, you mentioned the word surgery, say they have a hip replacement or uh, we talked about the knees already. Um, those people can still do fitness and uh, physical exercise act activities, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, most... And anybody that's had one or knows of someone that has had any type of a you know hip replacement, shoulder surgery, is that you know, they want you up and moving immediately. You know, pretty much as soon as yeah. they can get that that you know the pain level under control. And yes, with the surgery, there's all sorts of that. But they want you up and moving so that one, you don't create that stiffness. And you know, I've known quite a few people that just they've gone right back to their regular routine once you know as the healing process continues because they're not allowing it to stay stiff. You're keeping that mobility, which is what a joint is supposed to do. It's supposed to be able to move freely. If the people right. that don't, don't move regularly or don't do the exercises that your physical therapist or your occupational therapist has given you find that then, then they've got, they've got that stiffness. They don't feel like they're, they're moving well because they've allowed, they've allowed it to stiffen. And in particular, as you're healing, you know, there's scar tissue that's developing because it's, that helps with the healing process, but that scar tissue is also denser than our regular muscle tissue and fascia that's are surrounding the muscles. So it becomes even more important to keep that moving because that helps break some of that scar tissue up so that it doesn't stiffen up on you. Excellent. Yes. So I, uh, I, I, I definitely see that as, as a good way to um, become faster, healthy again after you had such uh, a, a, a surgery so that you can uh, use your body again in an uh, easier way um, as before so that the, it heals properly. I have uh, one last question for you, and I, I'm sure lots of women are waiting for that. How does exercise impact um, if you are overweight, how about that? Can you say something about that? Because that's why what other all people think you need exercise to lose weight. Tell us about it. The exercise is a huge way. I mean, most people want to start with just you know a lot of 
majority of people will start with just, um, you know, changing your changing the way that they eat, whether they're working with, you know, in some cases with a dietitian or a doctor with, you know, uh, getting yourself on a plan to help with losing some of that additional weight. But what you find is that at a certain point is then it's that progress begins to slow down or plateau in some cases to sort of level off, which means then your body yeah. is adapting and it's time to then now change up what's doing so that that, that progress can continue because you can only cut your calories so much. You still need a certain number of calories every single day for your body to function properly. So adding, starting to add in exercise. And again, it can be, you know, for some person, if it's, if it's really overweight, it's like walking, you know, walking down the driveway and back, that may be enough right off the bat for them. Um, yeah. You know, and just, just gradually taking them, you know, from taking that and then starting to go down the block and coming back. But any type of, you know, yeah. any type of movement is going to help your body then use more energy to do the activity that you're doing with it, which is then going to impact how, how the weight loss progress becomes because you want it to be more of a lifestyle change. Um, so you're adding, yeah, you change, exactly. you know, you change the weight, change the diet. If you start adding exercise in and especially, you know, we, again, you, you're starting slow because, and if you're very overweight, the progress sometimes start, it will start a little faster because you've got a lot of body fat. And then as you're, but as you start exercising, you're using a lot more calories than you would have burned just you know, doing your normal activities. Um, as you start to right. build more muscle, it's going to continue with that progress because the muscle uses more calories to maintain itself per day than body fat does. Right. So that's why I, yeah. when I look at the, when I work with clients, I look at the ratio of muscle to body fat. I don't, I don't look at BMI because BMI is unfortunately only looks strictly at height and weight versus percentage of muscle to percentage of body fat. And yeah. if we can increase the, the muscle percentage, your body fat's automatically going to start to come down. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it's definitely, um, it's changing your daily habits and changing your lifestyle. If you really want to lose weight uh, uh, and exercise, it's, it's not just uh, changing um, your, um, your eating uh, and, and just one piece of it. There's much more involved as, uh, and it's something that you need to be willing to do probably for the rest of your life and not just for losing the 20 pounds or the 50 pounds, whatever that you need to lose. I think uh, that that is the main message what I, I hear from you. So we're getting to the end here of the show. Um, is uh, Do you have something that, our audience could look at or do uh, say some, do we have a YouTube channel? Do you have um, a classes on your website? I don't know. Um, what is there that you could offer to the audience to help them get started with doing more physical activity? Well, that, that is something that um, with the whole COVID situation it has has you know it's something that I've wanted to do is just starting to build more of having stuff available online so um, I have several actually 45 minute gentle yoga classes that I will put up um, onto YouTube which I have I do have a YouTube channel and it's actually Judy Logger as a YouTube I don't have a whole lot up there but I have some and then I'm I will add more to that um, and also adding some other different exercises um, if you're look, actually, if you're looking for some basic exercise, how to do the movements, I have done a collection of short videos uh, that I can actually um, put together and send out if somebody's interested in it that shows you how to be able to, do, you know, in, say, doing stuff from home, being able to do, a, say, a squat. You can use a chair to, to and just do a bodyweight squat and how to be able to do that successfully. Um, and using some light weights maybe at home. So it gives people ideas of what, what to do at home as well. Oh, 
Yes, that that would be, I think, uh, what a lot of the listeners would like to like to see, like to do. My, um, for myself, I uh, I am using an app. It's a, a seven minute workout. I don't use it every day, but a few times a week, where you only need a chair and the wall to do basic exercises. It's developed by uh, Johnson and Johnson. And it's, it's, it's only seven minutes and you do all kinds of different, um, activities with, uh, all your body parts in a different, um, routine. And you can do them from, uh, really basic and, uh, for people who are, um, not really fit to really, um, people that like to uh, exercise and so there's different levels on it and it's it's an app and it's called if you if you google it it's and it's it's the seven minute workout from johnson and johnson um you will find it on on the internet and uh it's, it's an app so you can download it from the google uh or the apple store um on your on your phone and and, and do it for seven minutes so that's the, um, probably everybody has seven minutes in that respect. Uh, Judy, I thank you, you so much for being on this show this morning. Thank you for uh, talking about this topic and inspiring women around the world about how they can get more active in what they are doing, how they can have joy and fun with exercising with physical, being physical active. And um, so thank you for being on the, on the show this morning. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Maria. I've enjoyed this very much. Me too. I, uh, I enjoyed this talk, this conversation um, about all the, the different aspects of fitness very much this morning. And before we go, I have a few things that I want to talk about uh, before I say goodbye, I have, of course, my quote for this uh, show, and that is, exercise is like an addiction. Once you're in it, you feel like your body needs it. It's from Elsa Pataki. Don't know Elsa Pataki. I found it on the Internet, and I liked it because that's indeed the thing. Once you start with your exercise, you're in it. It's just getting started, not just once, but every single time you have to get uh, yourself um, doing the exercise. And once you have done the first uh, movement, then you're good. Then you like it. So that's uh, for the, the quote for this week. Next week, we will have another guest, and her name is Sherry Clark, and we will be talking about all things retirement. Uh, if you are ready or not, we will discuss um, all the reasons why you maybe are not ready to retire. So tune in next week. I thank all the listeners for being on the show today. And I hope you all have a great rest of the week. And I'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Women Seeking Blissful Retirement. Your host, Maria Lukasen, will return with another show next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll help you enjoy better retirement.